everybody. Welcome to episode 258 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. How are you today? Cold. Yeah. Uh, just let's start off the podcast with a public service announcement. Um, be careful out there, people. It's the Wild West. Uh, I got hacked. Um, everything's okay. Nothing's been compromised, but uh, I mean, I did get some stuff stolen from me via the interwebs. So just you know, be careful out there. End service announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun times. We do have neighbors doing yard work, so if there's an annoying sound in the background, is what it is. Um, and if there isn't, that means I'm an audio genius. Mm-hmm. Um. So just ignore that sound in the background. Um, so we watched a couple of things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about them because that's what we do. Yeah, um, not much else really to discuss. Um, I mean, we have submitted our film to a film festival, um, incompleted, and we'll complete it hopefully. Yeah, in time. <laughs> I mean, let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope we complete at some point. Hope it's completed at some point. Oh, well, they may have stopped. Yeah. Let's see. I feel like I've lost my hearing. Um, so, uh, nope, nope, never Eric, mind. Never. <laughs> it was Cut fun while it. it lasted. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we started watching um, a uh, Betty Gilpin's recent show. Um, I... Mrs. Davis. Uh, yeah, I was not. I'm always excited to see Betty Gilpin in something, but I wasn't really sure what to make of this. Yeah. Um, it was something that I thought was either going to be really good or really horrible. And if you take the advertisements at face value, you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> pun intended. I don't think I want. I don't know how much of my efforts and times I, w- I want to put into this. Uh-huh. Um, but then I'm just like, well, like I know she wouldn't do something horrible. So like, I have to trust that she made a good decision here. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, you know, there's, there's some people that you're like, what were they thinking? And I mean, that happens to, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes it, what you're, what you initially jump into isn't what you get. There's not a lot of control there. So that right. does happen as well. Um, but this was, it, you know, it's pretty egregious in theming. So it's just like, there has to be something here that I'm not aware of that she's jumped onto this project. Mm. So, um, we, waited till mrs davis was done so we could binge everything you know as we hate watching things week to week mm-hmm. um i'm getting a headache Ugh. from the lawnmower probably yeah. it's really annoying uh no just so i don't get um the joys of allergies yeah and um so yeah so this is um this was a, a show that pretty much um, maintained the same amount of directors and creators, which is rare. Usually it's like 19,000 mm-hmm. people jump onto something. I'm not really sure why that is. I mean, I, I know why well, it is, yeah. right? People don't want to have to commit all their time. They have other projects. They're like, fine, I'll do one thing or whatever. And sometimes it's, you know, somebody who's not as known and they get the opportunity. But I feel like it's kind of the norm now to just have 
massive amounts of people attached to a project. In this case, um, it was uh, Owen Harris and Althea Jones that sort of split. And then there was one uh, director um, Mm -hmm. that did one episode. But for the most part, it was them. And then you had the writers, creators, a bunch of writers. It's kind of like... um, So you had a a bunch of people on the majority of them. Uh, David uh, David Lindelof. Yeah. Lindelof. Lindelof. Lindelof uh, being one of them that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, And uh, uh, Tara Hernandez, who was on a lot of them as well. She uh, also worked on Big Bang Theory. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah. So. uh, yeah, and okay, so this is obviously starring Betty Gilpin. I'm going to be honest with you also, probably wouldn't have watched the show if, she, if I'm going to be honest with you, I wouldn't have watched the show <laughs> if Betty Gilpin was not leading it. Yeah. Um, it's, which is, which, as we get into it, could have, would have been my loss. Yeah. But, you know, there's just certain things that you're like, I'm watching it for this person. That's what catches my eye. And so, yeah, I'm 95 percent of my interest in this was that Betty Gilpin was in it. Uh, Jake McDormand, who I wasn't familiar really with before this, but is uh-huh. really good. Um, Andy McQueen, um, uh, Chris Diamantopoulos. Mm-hmm. Only I can only say that being raised in Astoria. Otherwise, that would be a tongue twister. Uh, Katya Herbers, who we know from yeah. Evil. Yeah, um, whole bunch of people. Elizabeth Marvel, um, Margot Martindale, who we've seen a, her in a bunch of stuff. She's really good. So just a lot of actors in this, um, but not in a distracting way. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I you know this is one of those shows that I I'm like eighty percent clear of the ins and outs. Of the storyline, yeah. but there's, I feel like there's, it's, it's a Swiss cheese kind of script where it's like, there's a lot of things that would be unanswered. I think on the logistical standpoint of things, it's like, well, so then how did this or this or that or that, yeah. or do people, it's kind of like time travel, right? Yeah, where you're like, a, which approach are you taking with this? Cause I'm not really sure how feasible yeah, it's any a, of this would even like, even in the make-believe world, I'm not sure how feasible that story yeah, was. It's, it was a, um hyper-realistic world like it very wasn't, much so you know it wasn't uh you know you had to kind of like let your uh you know you have to kind of just accept the world for what it is you know yeah there was Suspend it was your like disbelief. the the their, their reality was very absolute mm-hmm. it, there wasn't like it's not like you, you like you could really bring in the realities of of the actual world into that it was just like okay so pretend for a second that these things could happen in real life yeah and then and so the way that was introduced was probably my least favorite thing about the show i wish that that had been established from the beginning so that i was like okay so i i just have to pretend that down is up and up is down and Yeah, yeah and that that's the reality because i kept waiting for it to make sense on a logistical standpoint, I was just like, all right, where, how did we get to this point where this is reality? And yeah. then they didn't approach that until literally the last episode. They <laughs> gave you like 20 minutes of like, okay, here's reality. And it was like, oh, so this is what 
this was supposed to be and not not I don't mean the the unveiling of Mrs. Davis. I think that obviously needed to be a, a last minute reveal, but more so the type of reality we were in. Right. Because it was like the story just starts and it's like yeah. she's a nun. She's not a nun. No, she is a nun. Which it's Jesus. It's not Jesus. Where has she? How does she get to Jesus? How is she getting to Jesus? How, like it's so like the whole show. I never really quite understood what was going on there. And then it's like it started getting explained towards the end. And I feel like I may have watched the show differently had that just kind of been established. Yeah. A little earlier on, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. The writing was really funny. Mm-hmm. But. More so, the delivery oh, yeah. was really funny. I mean, look, it's a hand in you know they the two go kind of yeah, yeah. hand in hand, but but you can see but, how someone not as talented as Betty yes. would, or mm, any of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There, it was more. It's you know having the right cast. You know, a funny line is as funny as its actor's delivery. Yeah. So you can have an amazing actor, but if they don't deliver the line right, it's the comedy is lost in that. So. Um, and the pacing of the editing. So there's, yeah, yeah to your point, there, there's a lot that yeah, goes into it. There was a lot that goes into it. But the, the actors were, they were great. They were incredibly amusing to watch. Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes the story, the story was a little like a bit of an acid trip at times. And I, it, yeah, it's a, it's pretty convoluted. <laughs> like if you try to, like I can imagine pitch trying to pitch this show. All right, so there's this nun, right? And then there's this AI, but there's this holy grail as well. It's like yeah, this she's whole... a nun, but not because she wanted to be a nun, yeah. but because she had to be a nun in order to be yeah. with Jesus. And then there's this <laughs> shoe like... commercial. And there's a shoe. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it's pretty bonkers, and um, which is what I loved about it. I actually thought I didn't see the trailers for this. I mm-hmm. saw like some little clips, you know, um, and I thought. I thought it was more of like an action, like she was going to be an action hero. Yes, I still yes. thought it was going to be over the top, but I thought she was going to be more of an action hero kind of thing, heroine or whatever. I thought so too. Um, but it, that didn't, that wasn't the case. So um, I was a little disappointed at that. That thought there was, and not because I thought the show needed the action. You I just some thought judo that. Chops. You just I just thought, thought that going in, chops. I was like, yeah, we're going to get Betty Gilpin kicking ass. Um, was the hunt not enough for you? Well, that's why. What, yeah, the hunt and glow, but it, you know, that's why I was excited because I know she could pull it off, and and uh, it, she they, that this show didn't require that. But that's my fault for going in with those preconceived notions. But see, I actually liked that that wasn't yeah, what yeah. it was about because I feel like that could have been that that would have been sort of uh, uh, easy to cheat, right? Because yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, do we really have to pay attention to? getting the right performances and writing and stuff, if we're just going to have a whole bunch of choreography, which a lot of shows do, right? And then they just kind of, they, they sit on that choreography. Here you had a lot of crazy things happening, not necessarily fight sequences, but just crazy things happening. And she was sort of like unprepared yeah, a lot of the time and was just sort of getting through it. And she does that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, she has... I don't know that there's another actor that I can compare her range of facial expressions because it's not a lot of them. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way. She has a very distinctive facial expressions and the way that her face sits and the way that she places her mouth depending on an emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just never gets old for me. Like whether she's a female wrestler or whether she's been 
hunted in some like political satire, satirical drama or, yeah. uh, you know, whether like anything that she's done, um, it still just always makes sense. So mm-hmm. even in uh, uh, Nurse Jackie, you know, she played like this like sort of like fish out of water kind yeah. of, you know, she does that so well. And sometimes people do that and they, it's all they do and they don't add like a there's not a, a sort of range to it, but she does. There's something different about every time she does it, but it's her her face is very distinctive in her expression. So yeah. it's not like, oh, she's not making her face different. It's just that that's literally how where her mouth goes and how it shapes when yeah. she makes a certain face or has a certain emotion. Uh, she is one of the most aggressive eaters I've ever seen uh she it's it's, it's, it's an anger yeah. you know, you know those she, hollywood people they don't eat a lot so when they get they to do get it the they're opportunity like, to just like gorge on something um yeah she goes like ham every time she eats. it was really funny to watch donuts um but yeah it's you know betty kill betty gilpin always she never disappoints i don't know i don't think mm. i've ever seen her in something that i was like oh that wasn't really good i, I always enjoy what she brings to a character and um the the fever dream that was this script i mean i would love to i think was it like a teleplay or something like that oh yeah i I thought i saw something it seems like it would be based on something i thought it was it was i saw something about a teleplay i don't know i'm so used to seeing things based on stuff now yeah i just uh i'm like where what happened like was there a weekend of like ayahuasca and (laughs) reflection that bore this this concept i mean i I couldn't think of this and the details of this even on the most intense acid trip i was just like what the hell yeah how did you get here yeah it's not bad but i'm just like how do you get here is like how do you keep track of all of that Mm. yeah this is something that takes a little bit of time to kind of think through and plan out um which i appreciate you know if it's not solely based on something um but yeah it was it was really entertaining it was really good she's amazing the 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 guy in it was really good too Um, wiley yeah and uh, his little like Oh my god! Psycho buddy, and I've seen him play that character before. Like, yeah, he did. That's he had an his accent thing. in this one that was a little different, I suppose. Unless that is his real. I don't know what his where he's from. I assume that's an accent. I don't. I don't know. He. I think he was in. Um, I think he was in. Uh, well, he play. He plays an. Uh, forgive me, an Aussie or a Kiwi. I'm not sure in mm-hmm. this. Um, but I, he's Greek. He's Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, but I think he's like from Canada or something. So I don't yeah. think I think that was definitely an accent that he was putting up, which was great because I because it made me think for some like, is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, did he have that this whole time? Was he just hiding? But I always wonder with that, like, you have to wonder how over the top can you go? Oh, you can mess that up real easy. Yeah. So you have to like toe that line. I don't really think there was like a line in this. I, I don't think that crazy. character had a line quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've seen him play this character before and, and um he plays it really well. Uh, he commits to it. Did um, I thought they were going to give me a cliffhanger and I was about to wage war. There was going to be riots. 
if that was the case. I was mm. like, whoa, we're getting real close to the end and mm-hmm. we still don't have all the answers. Like we been, we need to start wrapping this up like quick. Um, and I, I really, I was like on the fence there. I just thought like, if you make me wait for a second season and I don't get answers, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, it um, seems like a one and done. But it seems know. like a one and done. I mean, it's also something that I guess you could probably continue because there, like yeah, I said, there's a lot of if you really open, want to. Yeah. There are a lot of open-ended questions there that you could probably uh, maneuver an, another season out of or several seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I guess, like, I, yeah, so I guess the, the waiting until the end to explain things was something that was like, eh, I, I didn't love that. It wasn't horrible, but I just didn't love that. And I kind of wish that maybe there had been another episode to stretch the explanation out a little bit more because sure. it seemed to all happen within a 30-minute time span. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, all right, so this answers this, this answers yeah. this, this answers this, this movie's, uh, show's over. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Um, did we run out of episodes or, like, did we <laughs> miss one or something? Like, I, I kind of, and it, it, it wrapped up, it, it wrapped up, which is great. Right. They didn't leave me on a cliffhanger, but I just felt like where the story and every episode was so in depth and detailed, the the explanation was quite quick. Yeah. They took a really, really, really long time to explain those sneakers. Yeah. I mean, those sneakers took almost a whole damn show. Yeah. To get the ins and outs of those sneakers and what that meant and the the chalice or whatever we want to call I mean I know it's the holy grail but like the chalice you know and then but like how we got to this point just got compacted into 30 minutes and I was like ah yeah huh <laughs> you know? yeah yeah that seems like a lot um, and I still don't understand I think you're you're not supposed to again because it's sort of like this um, abstract world. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, so what did happen? How did Mrs. Davis take off? It was just like, so when she asked that question, the answer was kind of like, I don't know, something probably just happened. And it's like, well, well, no, she uploaded the source code. She uploaded the source code, but then how, like, people just started adapting right that's it. what yeah. i'm saying when she said but but then how did we get to this point it was like i don't know stuff probably happened yeah and it's just like well yeah obviously stuff happened i, I mean, mean she but may have... like how there so there's somebody out there that knows exactly how mrs davis works yeah because they actually manipulated that source code to create her but yeah. we have no idea who that person is there wasn't even like well, yeah, somebody a has hint. to create an app that can then... Right. Unless it was Who her. Who was maintaining... Unless she did it herself. She's the AI if she learned how to how to do that stuff. True. True. That's I what I assume. That's but, a possibility. Uh, an AI can create its own app? Theoretically, you think? sure. Like... If it's, if it's, as, if it's as complex as they want... Who does it register that, that with? Like, how do they, how do they, how do they manage taxes? I, yeah, I don't know about that stuff. But. Where is your, your income versus your expenses at the end of the year? Like, yeah. Well, you can is, do all that stuff online. So to, I don't know. You'd have to have a social security number in order to incur any kind of This is what tax. I'm, again, 
I'm not, if you're, you have to read this from an abstract world, right? Yeah, Where you're yeah. like, oh, you're not asking those questions. But I am asking those questions only because everyone else seemed to live in, with the, with the exception of Mrs. Davis, they lived mundane, regular lives where they would have to do taxes and be responsible for things, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, well, how exactly would that happen? I mean, look, I'm terrified of uh, AI. I think that, I think even in the hands of the right people, it can go rogue, right? But I think in our hands as human beings, we're the worst. Like yeah. we're just going to the, – the, we, we've created our own demise. It's not really so much AI as so much as what we're going to do with that. So um, well, the, I get that. But I'm just like where – who is maintaining this? Like who do you reach out to when there's a glitch? Yeah. Right? I mean how many times do you go on to – Instagram and you're like, why isn't Instagram working? And then you go online and like 700,000 users have, you know, complained about this. Oh, yeah. my, my, my Instagram's down too. Oh, well, something must be going on. There must be something going on with the code or they're fixing something or whatever. Yeah. It's like, who is maintaining that? Someone yeah. has to be maintaining that. There's no way that Mrs. Davis, like, so in other words, ha like if Mrs. Davis is that uh, all knowing and that powerful, like, it seems like such an archaic, having an earbud yeah. as a means of communication seems kind of, like, archaic, I guess. Yeah, because you'd have to have the app or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, there was, there. that's the thing is, it was a lot of information squished into a small amount of time. And yeah. so a second season, if we got more explanation, may have actually been a good thing. Well, I think, I think the, the, the the issue with the show and I, I i say this as someone who who liked it a lot mm -hmm. but is there was just a lot of storylines because yeah. you had like the the main thing uh i shouldn't say the main thing because there was a couple which could be viewed as the problem but like you have this ai and the a ai was the the whole point of it was that people wanted to get these wings and if you got the wings that you know meant some kind of social status mm -hmm. and so there's a lot that it's talking about there right there are our kind of um, need to, you know, want to be accepted and all mm -hmm. that stuff, and and so I think there's a lot there, and and then, um, but it, but it never really flushes that out because because it has to also deal with her storyline and the nun, and then the um, the Holy Grail, and you know, then the relationship with Jesus, and so there's just like all this stuff happening, so you can't really focus on one thing but i don't know i almost kind of appreciated that it wasn't just one mm -hmm. main story that you had a lot you had a lot going on it's like a lot more of a richer world and stuff but that means that you can't really focus on what this is doing to society but I, and i also feel like it was interesting because it didn't really say that the algorithm was bad per se you know right it was giving people purpose it was giving people it left it up to, to interpretation yeah. i mean and but also in that there is good and bad in any type of technology, right? Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. positive aspects and negative aspects of it. And I think we got we got a taste of what it was doing to them at the end when it was no longer available to them. And you saw yeah. this sudden like decrease in morale and 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 uh but so my question is it was I know they were they were or she was referring to her as it. Was that supposed to be in a broad term in that 
it, I felt like it was one entity. But how could that one entity serve millions of people? What if two people need to, to speak to... You're telling me at no point did two people need to well, communicate yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an through. algorithm, so it can do millions of operations so that's per what second. That, yeah, like, her, like her. Like that movie, Her. No. I don't know why. I guess I just felt like her her communication with it seemed very personal. I'm sure everybody's communication probably seems personal, you know? Well, yeah, that's why the message yeah, yeah. was the same for everybody at the end. I mean, it wasn't... You weren't actually their favorite person and all yeah. that. It was just doing that. But I wonder, I guess I just wondered that. That's just like my uh, my being uh, technologically stunted. Yeah. yeah. That I was like, is this supposed to be... Is it having customized... I'd assume so. I guess. But it gave them tasks to do, and then everybody did the tasks. The The weird part was like when, oh, like, can you do a surrogate for me? And then you talk through the person to this Miss Davis. But then every time she would do that, the person was still present, was talking as if it was her. They'd go through the emotions of saying the things as if that person was saying them themselves. Right. Which is kind of weird. Like I thought that I thought them. it was almost like a trance state at first. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, it goes into a trance. But then I was like, no. Then they're they're answering and stopping. Yeah. So um, I guess it's supposed to be more like they were reading. It's like you like reading off a teleprompter. So they were kind of doing it that way, internally or just well, you know, through sound. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I felt about David Arquette's death. Yeah. That seemed a little weird. Yeah, like he, they're like, like he, he actually didn't die in the magic trick, and then he hid in the piano, and then died in the piano. It's like, uh huh, okay. I really thought they were gonna go somewhere crazy with that. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. It, it was like, no, he's in the piano. And then I thought like she would go to open the piano, and he wouldn't be in there. But I was like, no, there he is. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> and he would right. smell. Well, not at that point. He's mummified. But, but yeah, at some that, point, that, he would smell. That piano would have been juicy. Yeah, it would have been gross. <laughs> There's no way it would have looked like that. It would have been juicy. Um, I also, I kind of wanted to see what was in the glass pyramid for Wiley. Well, we saw him in there. No. It was like the roller coaster and all that stuff. That was inside that. Is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, I did not, I didn't put two and two together with that. Yeah, when he was in that room and she was giving him all the like, all right. Yeah, but I didn't know that his reaction didn't seem to warrant it being the roller coaster. No, the whole, like, when he was sitting in the chair. No, no, no. Before that. When he observes the pyramid. Oh, 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 that. I don't know what he looked at. Yeah, that, I assume that, that was the Is that supposed to be a model coaster. of the roller coaster? Because yeah, why so. would he get that reaction, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. His reaction didn't seem to match what it wound up being. Yeah. So I thought there was maybe something else. That... There's, it's a lot of nitpicking because there's so much information. Mm. And that is kind of... Uh, you know, that, that can happen when you have a very complex story like this with mm-hmm. so many avenues. It, it becomes easier to pick things apart. Yeah. But um, I still thought it was a really good show. I mean, it would give it like a solid A minus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, they balanced the absurd good. with the grounded really well. Yeah, it was well. good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did enjoy it, but it's just, you know, there was so much information that it, you kind of leave yourself open for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it's just like in a, hey, this is my opinion kind of way, not like... Yeah. I, I wasn't like I didn't feel the need to be like critical of like this ruined it for me. Yeah. It was just more like, oh, I guess that was kind of weird or I didn't love this part or I love mm-hmm. that part. But um, 
Yeah, her again, her her outfit, the, that nun's outfit with the pants skirt just looks wildly comfortable. Like I yeah. could I could rock that. Not yeah. the headpiece. I don't like things covering my head like that. Well, it would give want, me a headache. You want your nuns to be comfy? Comfortable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you want to be comfy. Yeah. You know? Jesus um, was nothing if not practical. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean wardrobe, you know, he his wardrobe looked comfortable too. I mean. Sandals though? Yeah, well, some people find it. I don't. The actual Jesus, I don't do much with sandals, but, um, yeah, it it's, it was a good show. I liked it. It's mm-hmm. I, it's something that I can see people being like, oh my god, this is, just looks weird. Like it's a nun on a horse, and they're like, it's yeah. like, yeah, I know that's kind of the shtick, you know, is that it's it's all over the place and it looks wild, but, and it is, uh-huh. but everybody's the 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 writing and the the comedic timing alone is is worth the watch. Honestly, it was really fun to see people go back and forth. Wiley's character was really funny. Um, I'd like to see him in other stuff now because mm-hmm. he is a pretty good actor. I enjoyed that. So that's it. That's what we thought about Mrs. Davis. Don't judge a book by its cover, as Jesus would say. Yeah. It, you know, it, tonally, it reminded me of that show uh, Made for Love or, or mm-hmm. that one. Mm, yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I liked that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So moving right along, we paid uh, we paid the full rental prices for a movie that I've been waiting for that you knew nothing about um, Mm -hmm. uh, because you didn't want to. And I understand. And uh, I actually didn't know a whole lot about it. I stopped myself from watching the full trailer because I figured they would ruin it since most people do now. Um, I had seen, I think, a teaser for Sisu a couple months ago and I was like um fucking noted (laughs) I saw one scene in particular in the film and I was like I'm in um and so we uh we took the plunge and 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 rented it I almost went to go see this in the theater oh uh which probably would have looked pretty cool that was fun yeah that would have looked pretty cool. That would have been fun. Um, but, uh, you know, we bought a big expensive television and, and we've uh, poo-pooed AMC enough times that we have to justify renting it via Amazon and watching it at home. What? Yeah. Just saying. We had to pause it a couple times. And you can't do that in a movie theater. Cannot. Just saying. Um, so, uh, cast-wise, I can't wait to destroy this. Um, so, hmm. it is a writer-director which obviously interested me. Um, Yalmari Helander. Helander? Bless you. I'm going to go with that. Yorma Tomila Askel Henny Jack Doolin. <laughs> Jack got Doolin. That. Uh, Mimosa Wilamo Uni Tonmila which, by the way, so so Uni was the kid that I had, uh, if you remember the kid that I had mentioned, um, he was like that, the kid that took his hat off. Uh-huh. Remember when, during with the, the face? Yeah, with like the half burned face. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that kid, it was driving me nuts because I was like, I know this kid's face. Uh. And that's the little boy from Rare Exports, which was a movie that I loved. Uh. Um, so he's all grown up and still acting, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he looks very much like him. So I was like, what is that? Who's 
faces that like i've yeah. seen this person's face but like smaller and like <laughs> who is this and that is the little boy from rare exports if you haven't seen rare exports it's a very dark almost horror like take on santa claus it is an amazing film do see it um anyway so back back to sisu uh this was one of those movies that I was like, this is going to be really good or I'm going to be really disappointed in it. Uh, this does establish a very fantastical world. This is very like, you know, Rambo Predator Terminator yeah. where, you know, these things wouldn't actually happen. This person couldn't technically exist, but they do in this world. And it's really fun. Um the violence and gore in this, which I did not feel was over the top, it was just enough. Yeah. Uh, was so well done. Yeah. It had an almost like Tarantino esque type feel to it. I don't want to like pigeonhole that if that's not where they were going, but just in terms of like the tone, it was just fun in that way. It was mm -hmm. like fast paced, got straight to the point. Yeah. And uh, it was all, it was like, it was an action sequence. It was like one yeah. giant action sequence because it, I believe it took place in just about a 24 hour period. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this man ate. Or eats. Or eats in <laughs> yeah. his day to day life. But his immune system is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I could only dream of bouncing back from some of the injuries that this man had mm -hmm. in such a stellar way. Yeah. I am jealous. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh he was pretty resilient, I'd say. <laughs> that is an understatement. Yeah. I mean, this movie is like I don't want to oversell it, but it's like this generation's first blood. Oh. You know. It's so good. It's so um like and it's because the thing is, like, you have this guy doing, he's just like this guy who's insane and it, it can, you know, it's just this beast of a person. Use your words. Just, <laughs> yeah, he, he just can survive anything, you know, uh, one of these people. He's very much the first blood, like first blood. I know that was like a huge, uh, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was like uh, something that helped motivate this film. But um but it was like, but then you add like, for me, I think the thing that surprised me most was the cinematography. I thought, oh, beautiful. The shot, the film was shot so beautifully. Like everything looked. They had these, a couple shots. I was just like, wow, that's that's an amazing shot. Like just the shot itself, outside of the mm -hmm. what was happening on the on the screen and stuff, and the grading and everything. It was just so so beautifully. The grading was like super saturated. As they say. It's like super saturated and no, it wasn't saturated. It was actually desaturated a little bit, I think. But it was like very, uh, it had a lot of um, uh, like weight to it. Like there was like a lot of it was it was. You didn't find like the those those exterior shots like in the beginning during the gold mining and all that that the colors to be really saturated. saturated? No. It had like a Wizard of Oz kind of thing going. The gold for me. itself, yeah, but no, not the, the 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 actual color, the the foli uh, foliage, if if you will, the colors on whatever flowers or whatever there was was so so like almost Technicolor in comparison to the brown. Oh, I don't it know. It had a it really felt very like, like like a kind of like a, a, a the well other scene. The other movie. scenes I could see being sort of desaturated, like 
Mm-hmm. But the, the, there was those scenes whenever there was color, because there wasn't always a lot of color, but when there was in, in the in the exterior shots, I found it to be sort of like technicolor almost. Mm. It had this really like super bright, very deep uh, color to it. Yeah. Um, I this It's such a fun film. I don't know. Yeah. It was just a really fun film. Like there isn't a whole lot to say about the story, quite honestly. It's yeah, like, it's OK, just, uh... it's straightforward. It's like, all right. So it's World War Two. It's 1944. And you've got like these SS soldiers that are hunting this guy down who used to be a soldier and uh, no longer is and he goes gold mining and uh, they want the gold (laughs) it's pretty straightforward because it's not really about those details it's about uh his almost superhuman like resilience and and that's what you're kind of focusing on you know there's i think in the very beginning there was a point where I thought it would be a little bit more realistic, right? And yeah. then I immediately was like, "Oh no, we're just going, we're just going ham Full with this." Ham, like, yeah. yeah, we're just—he is just indestructible. And 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 this was like the Mrs. Davis thing for me, where I was like, "Okay, I know this going in now. I see yeah. where we're going with this, and that's fine. I love yeah. it." Um, and so then I'm not questioning things later. You're just—it leaves you open to just go, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> or okay. Yeah, okay. That's the of thing, course. Like, of course. He's not Rambo in that. No. He's like the best fighter or whatever. He just. He's clever. He just he's clever and he just doesn't stop. You yeah. know he's a good fighter obviously but like you know there's a scene in the plane where he's kind of getting his ass kicked a little bit and. A know, little bit. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know but he still like manages to to keep going because it's like even the guy says like at one point it was telling him to like stay down or stop fighting or whatever um and he just kept he just kept going and so um it's more like the resilience than the actual fighting uh but it was so it was so and apparently he he did get hit with that there's a scene in the airplane the buckle he got he got hit with that got three stitches and kept on filming so you know he ain't no bitch he ain't no bitch (laughs) yeah you want to take this outside <laughs> okay <laughs> let's take this outside for another 24 let's hours keep it inside <laughs> um yeah so yeah it was it was uh like the hanging one i was like how the fuck are you getting out of this one? oh god that was just you know like, it's really oh, okay. weird I guess like, we're just gonna do that yeah we are um my favorite part was probably the water yeah scene. like that scene the water was, stuff was really good um you know when 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 he pulled out the match, I was like, "Oh, okay, so all right, we're going, yeah. we're doing this for no reason because he could have just jumped in the water anyway. <laughs> you know, he didn't even have to. Well, the flames scared the dog, yeah, yeah. but it, but I still feel like he could have probably made it to the water. Absolutely, there was no before, need for that. Before but the dog I got love to every second of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, there was no need for it. But that's what made it great. And yeah. it was just like sure because like at no point does any part of him burn. He didn't have so much as a scorch on him. Yeah. <laughs> he managed to run on fire for an and an impressive amount of time, uh, with with no consequences. Uh, but that's what I loved about it. It was just really, um, you know, some of those stories that you're like, that's not likely. Um, mm-hmm. But when it's done well, yeah, you're you're you forgive that. Yeah, you're okay with it, and any, you're rooting for what's ridiculous. One thing this person did would have been hard to believe. That someone survived, you know, but he did Let's like see. all could, of them. Is there anything that he yeah. could have survived? Let's see. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could have survived, like, getting shot in the leg or something like that. Like, that, yeah, the graze. Yeah, but, but then like, he running, kept getting running, shot. Running with a guy on your back while 50 as caliber a, as a shield. machine gun is, like... And, like, holding the... the when, when he actually had the shield at one point, it's like, the shield only covered, like, barely his torso and his head. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, when that was, there was happening, so, there I was, was a like... Lot of, there was a lot of luck involved too, for sure yeah know? and and uh, you know i kind of had to laugh at that part and i was like but it's a good thing that these these soldiers are the worst shots yeah. that i have ever seen in my life because uh nobody aims towards his legs yeah except when they had to shoot their own people like yeah, when they had to shoot his that. own person in the boat you got him on the first he one. got him on the first try yeah, yeah. um <laughs> one sh- one bullet fine 50 bullets i have no idea where i'm going with this yeah um it's fantastical, and I love that. And, of course, obviously, when we review things, we spoil things. So I'm going to say I'm so happy that the dog survived. Yeah. I was really getting worried I don't there know for a how second. it made it to where the plane crashed, because the plane would have been so far away from where the dog was. Listen, we don't question but, things like that in this yeah. movie, okay? He figured it out. He hitched a ride. Yeah. The dog was a genius. Yeah. He was, he, just, he was no dummy. Or yeah. she. I don't know. I don't know if that was a, a male or female dog, but but uh, that, that dog was no dummy. Um, the hanging thing, yeah, that was pretty... Uh, I was just like... You know, it's really... it's The more fantastical a uh, like gory scene or effect is, mm-hmm. the, the least grossed out I am by it. But when it's something that it's like I can imagine how that feels like once i saw the nail i was like oh please don't <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> just like i don't like that um yeah again i i i'm pretty sure that this dude has like penicillin for blood yeah he would have to yeah especially back in 44 like there was no <laughs> I think... shit was i mean yeah his you genes. do any of these stuff with like something clean and you're risking getting an infection. Absolutely. This stuff is like there's mud everywhere and it's rusted there's and gasoline. Like, okay, listen, I understand in a pinch that we're using gasoline to sort of disinfect. Um, but that dude's septic. <laughs> like you would have been lucky if maybe you pulled that off with one injury that wasn't too deep, but they were severely deep and there was a lot of gasoline. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, th- that that would have been a case of sepsis if I'd ever heard of one. Yeah. Uh, so I admire his tenacity yeah. to survive. And uh, his the, that bloodline is no joke. Yeah. They, he, should, he could sell his blood. It would it would do wonders for me. I think I could ch- I just need a little bit of that. I need my body to just do that a little bit, <laughs> not a lot. Um, re- a super fun movie, and I'm not familiar with I, I I'm not particularly familiar with the was this the director for Rare Exports? Probably not, right? It is. There you go. It's been so long. Since, I mean, I haven't seen that movie in like 15 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, holy crap! So okay, so the, I'm not surprised that it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, that I'll have to go, go look at the rest of his stuff. Yeah, this this dude is a wild imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really good. And uh, yeah, okay. So now I'm not really I'm not really so surprised that it uh, that it that it worked out the way that it did. Um, the cinematographer also I can't even begin to try to pronounce the name of the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just look it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that. Um, but really, really nice work. Um, I don't think I've seen anything else that they've done. Uh, but it, I, it was just so pretty. It was like, uh, yeah. it's like, it was like, it was like if 1917 was more fantastical and wasn't based, yeah. you know, based more on something that was realistic. Yeah. Uh, it just it really beautifully shot, which you don't see a lot of times, right? Again, like mm -hmm. when you could say that a lot of times people will rely on fight scenes and choreography and let the so story kind of fall or the cinematography fall because it's like, well, nobody cares. They're going to be paying attention to the fight sequence. This is where they kind of went all in. Yeah. It's not that the story wasn't creative. It was just very simple. Like they just yeah. went like, here's these, this is this the guy the, found some yeah. gold and he wanted to go cash it in. Yeah. It's and... the meat and potatoes of the story is right here, but also let's make it look really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And also let's have the makeup and all that stuff be stellar and mm -hmm. the effects and everything be stellar. It's just, you know, the way you want to see that. Yeah. Instead of, something usually falls to the wayside with a lot of those type of movies yeah. because they'll rely so heavily on the gore. Yeah. Right. Uh, where here is like everything was just uh, top notch. And um, I don't know, maybe like there'll be some type of miracle and we'll be able to get this director on the show one day because I would really like to talk to them. Yeah. Why are you crazy? <laughs> so good. So good. Really creative. Um, so that's it. That's what we've watched. I don't know what the hell's going on next week. I don't know what. There's so many things that are out and things that we have to catch up on and shows that we haven't started that we wanted to start. Mm -hmm. um, we have. We we developed an obsession with. Uh, is it Love Village? Yeah, something like that. Is that what it's called? Love yeah. Hut? I don't know. Yeah, it's Love Village. Love Village. <laughs> uh, it's a Japanese show. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, it's like basically a reality show about finding love, which sounds like what? They put but people in a house. So, and it is so entertaining. Like fix up the house while they all live there and they're all single. And But it's what's so entertaining about it for me anyway, and I'm sure for you too, is that it's like look it's a reality show but the it's not like this a as a cultural an, adventure yeah I mean. seeing how like these types of shows should be you know where like there's not people like backstabbing each other mm -hmm. and like you know like you would see in an american show where you know they would kind of specifically cast people that are you know like that and they put them in situations that would cause them to do the thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. These people are just like there and like, they're not all perfect or whatever, but you know, they're the culture there is so different in that like people are, are a little bit more or a little bit less like, you know, just crazy and backstabby. So mm -hmm. I thought that it's, it's always so interesting to watch foreign reality shows because of the cultural differences. And, and I find it so fascinating. Yeah, it's a really interesting show. Uh, you know, and it's like, it's just one of the, you know, it's like sometimes you want to watch something that is just kind of chill. Mm. And I, I I tend to, anytime like when we, we watched Love is Blind Japan, I just love watching those cultural di differences. It's yeah. just, uh, it's it's really interesting. Uh, so, you know, some of you might be like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we all have our vices, and that's mine. Is like Japanese or Korean reality TV. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it it entertains the dickens out of me. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, shout out, 
Shout out to MoGraph. To MoGraph. And um, again, I don't know what's going on next week or what we're going to be talking about. I'm working on a guest now, pretty big one, I think. Oh. So we'll see. Do I know? Yeah. Oh, I forgot then. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is, but, you know, it's, it's not like a name brand or anything. But uh, Oh, 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 okay. Yes, I know. remember now. Now uh, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so that will be fun. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if that goes. happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go announcing things like that no. because uh, yeah, I know we're a lot. But usually you get the guest and I may have actually I, got one. Yeah, I usually do get the guest. That's I haven't like... gotten a guest since Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> that was like the first month or something. Or I guess I got Ryan Connolly too. I you got Ryan Connolly yeah. for sure, yes. Yeah. I'm usually Still the one. Still waiting that... for... Um... It's not going to happen. Philip uh, Bloom. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Philip Bloom doesn't want to talk to you and neither does uh, What's-His-Face. Who's, oh, Andy Axe. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for Andy Axe. But... No, the director. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He won't talk to you neither. No, Just get over it. You know, you have to learn how to read signs. Read the room, buddy. They don't want to be your asking. friend. <laughs> they don't want to be your friend. I'm going to keep asking. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.